0: Hello everyone, welcome back to your favorite pick-me-up. I have a new recording system because, um, quite frankly, my free trial ended for a lot of emails that I've been putting in, but welcome back you guys, I'm excited to get into it. I'm here in Providence. I just came back from a trip to California with Molly, Emily, and Claudia, which was amazing. We had a really fun girls' trip. So, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about that in my weekly updates. But this episode is going to be a little bit about my relationship with food, my body, body confidence, and exercising because I feel like they all kind of go together in my mind and I couldn't really separate them as like their own separate episodes because when you have to talk about one, you have to talk about the other. Even though some people have like more issues or want to talk more about one or the other, they're just inherently connected. So I'm going to talk about them all. But before we get into all of that i will give you guys a little bit of a california recap um i think my highlights were big Sur, carmel and napa i really don't know about the city of san francisco it's not obviously like super nice i don't not nice like there are nice areas but it is hard to for me to like wrap my mind around going or gravitating towards a city when the outside of the city is so so beautiful and there are obviously nice parts and bad parts to every city but normally every city isn't surrounded by like a beautiful ocean beaches and mountains and as soon as I got off the plane I was like obsessed with just the climate first of all it's like 70 and sunny every single day and then just like the atmosphere the vibe everyone is so like cool relaxed like stuff like that but I was stunned by Big Sur so we drove about two hours south of San Francisco right along the coast along the Pacific Coast Highway which if you guys know the song PCH by Jaden it's so good but, anyways, it's just like this long, long drive right on the cliff. It's actually kind of scary because you can easily drive off the cliff. Like it's kind of a thin road, but it is just gorgeous. Like my brother said, it looks just like Greece or Cyprus because the water is so blue and it's like the cliff is just going right into the water. And I've never really seen anything like that before. We saw otters holding hands, which was so cute, and then we saw, like, sea lions and seals as well um, on the Big Sur, like, road trip, and we had, like, a California playlist going, so... Um, If you guys have seen Big Little Lies, it was really those vibes, and then we went to Carmel, which is only about two hours south of San Francisco, and that's where I saw the infamous Pebble Beach Golf Course, which I have golfed before virtually, (laughs) but not in person, um that is like right on the beach in carmel and so we climbed up these rocks and like started talking to the people golfing there and we told them we wanted to golf there and they were like you need to go to the poor man's bubble beach which is 10 minute drive because it is like so much money to golf there which is understandable because it is right it's basically on a cliff that leads into a really nice beach and then the ocean and there's people like Like literally climbing down the cliff to the beach to like chip their golf balls up to the golf course So i'm assuming it's like very difficult golf course as well So I don't think that I would necessarily be allowed To to go there because if you guys know about golf like people come up behind you And that always makes me so nervous Like I feel bad if like someone's trying to Golf their round through and you're just taking like five hours on one hole because you hit it in the tree like four times um So, I don't know. I think it's a goal of mine. I really want to go back there um, with Tommy one day and golf it together because I feel like it would be really fun and I would be, like, markedly better at golf, hopefully, when I get there. Um, So, that was really just gorgeous beach and gorgeous golf course as well. And then, Napa was super fun as well. It's about an hour, like, inland from San Francisco. So, it was, like, 80. It was really hot there. And we went to two vineyards, which I did not know what to imagine about an Napa, but like I just imagined it was like a bunch of vineyards. You're surrounded by all of these like rolling hills and like everyone is drinking wine and relaxing wearing these like fancy dresses. And I am here to say that I got it spot on. So <laughs> that's basically what it was like. Um, I normally like white wine better than red wine. But I was like very adventurous in trying all the white wine or the red wines because that is like what they're known for more. They're the red ones instead of the white. Um, my favorite white wine was a Pino Bianco. It's apparently similar to Sauvignon Blanc. So that was really good. And then my favorite red was a Pino Noir, which apparently is good for people who don't traditionally like reds as much. But there was also some really good Cabernets and stuff. And it was just a crazy experience like every like few minutes or so they would bring you a new wine and like tell you how they harvested it where they grew it and like often it was like they grew it down the street or like they grew it right um out outside where we were sitting so it's cool to just have something that you can see like from the little grapes I actually tried a grape it was not a normal grape which I learned it was like these tiny grapes and it was really sour but it was actually kind of good um yeah, so you just, like, see the whole process and learn a lot about, like, how wine gets its flavor, which I didn't really know about, um, but apparently it's a lot about, like, the sunlight, the soil, and the barrels that they put them in. They can add different flavors, and I always think it's kind of bizarre how people describe wine as, like, dry, buttery, oaky, like, all of those, but, like, when you taste it, it makes sense in your mind. So, yeah, that was really cool. I felt like the twin who lives with the dad in Parrot trap if you guys know and that was basically our trip I was so excited to catch up with my friends I feel like the four of us have really formed like a good squad where we do trips together and we travel really well together and I'm just so thankful for like having the opportunity to see them and just like have deep conversations and grow our friendships because we do live all over the country and it's like not every day that we get to see each other and so I'm so happy that I mean we all knew each other for four years at Michigan and saw each other literally every day so it it was hard to make the transition post-grad to not seeing each other but Making the effort to like do those trips and everything, like my mom does with her med school friends, like a once a year trip, and they all go out as girls and just catch up with each other and just enjoy everything. And I don't foresee us all probably ending up in the same area, so I want to just like keep up with them in a similar way. And I'm just like definitely inspired or like encouraged by the way that we've been making an effort thus far to see each other, and so I definitely want to continue that in the future. Um, but I am in ba- Boston for good now, finally. So I will not be doing any more trips besides for work. Um, actually I'm going to Maine for like the, in a couple weekends, but no more flights besides for work, um, for the rest of the summer. So that is good. I'm trying to establish more of a routine and everything. I have been reading, both the silent patient and the maidens by alex mihalides i think is how you say it he's a cypriot guy um the silent patient is a pretty famous book and it basically talks about it's kind of a mystery about a woman who like is staying silent and basically after all these events in her life she just never speaks again and she's like in a um mental institution right now so we don't know what's going to happen in it and I don't know they're both like the maidens is the prequel to the silent patient so they're both kind of connected but I have been trying to like venture out a little bit from romance novels because I've read so many of them kind of in a string and these have really captured my attention and they're not too too creepy where I can't read it before bed because I will get nightmares so that's basically my updates my rose is yesterday i swam in the ocean with tommy and basically the east coast waves are ginormous compared to what i'm used to which is like the marco island waves or just like the lake in gross point and I don't know just in Westport specifically where Tommy's from we were swimming and they were ginormous like you could definitely surf on them and we went like at sunset last night it was kind of cold but after I like got in it was just like so nice and I've been watching also the summer I turned pretty the show and it's was really like it's kind of set on the east coast and they go swimming all the time so I've just been like itching to swim Plus, it's, like, been 80, 85, and sunny, so that was just, like, really, just really fun, and, like, I could be so present when I'm doing that, which is so nice. Um, my thorn is that I've kind of just, I don't know, I kind of use this as my thorn in the episode with Maddie. It's, like, a little different, but kind of the same sentiment. I have just been, like, feeling kind of anxious and, like, overwhelmed by literally nothing. Like, I don't have, like, a ton going on or anything, I think I just do struggle with change and the anticipation of getting settled in Boston and how I'm not really settled yet. Like, I'm so back and forth between everywhere. And now my first day is going to be in New York City, which I'm really excited about. But it's just, like, so many new environments at once. And, like, I'm going to be getting used to working and also getting used to, like, traveling for work and meeting a bunch of people. And I just, like, feel like the anticipation of that is weighing on me a bit. I did find out a little bit more information about it this week, which has been helpful because I had kind of been just, like, waiting for more of a plan because I like to just, like, mentally have a plan for what I'm gonna do um, in life in general, but I think it's just, like, the anticipation of how it's gonna be that's, like, really bothering me and I feel like I'm just overthinking so many areas of my life because I don't have any structure really and there's just like so much random stuff going on that I have to do but like it's not that urgent if that makes sense and I've just like been weirdly overthinking so much and so that's been going on. I am, like, not gonna complain. I've literally been so, so blessed to go on all these trips, and I'm so excited for my job to start and everything. I just feel like it also has come with this feeling of just, like, being stressed out, and yeah, that's my thorn. So, that is all I have for the intro. I will get into the episode. I actually, like, purposefully avoided doing an episode like this for, honestly, a while, because... I just feel like it is something so personal to me that I wasn't sure I wanted to, like, expose or speak about, but I really think it could help people, and it will feel nice to, like, just get off my chest talking about, like, eating, body confidence, exercise, that kind of stuff, Um, and I think literally almost everyone struggles with it. We talked about it a little bit on the episode with Elena talking about like summer confidence, but I kind of wanted to get into it a little bit more without like going crazy deep into it, but I will first I guess talk about body confidence and eating and how it has gone for me throughout the years. I think like as a woman and also men go through this too just things it's just like so normal for everyone to be at least aware or like stressed about this like i think probably 80% 90% of people will have at least some sort of journey or problem with it so i will start with when i was like first aware of my Like, do you know when you're, like, aware of how your body is shaped? I feel like it came for me in middle school. I didn't care at all in elementary school about my body because, like, that would be actually so sad if I did. I was just running around vibing. But I have a distinct memory of when I was 12 I couldn't fit into size 12 Abercrombie jeans. I forget if I've said this on the podcast before, but I started going on a diet um, when I was 12 and like writing everything I ate in a little journal, and I feel like that kind of came also with people were starting to post things on Facebook, and I would see pictures of myself that were taken and it just like wouldn't be how i saw myself in the mirror like you know from the different angles and everything and i started to become insecure um specifically about my thighs because people started to point them out um i remember at church basketball someone pointed them out at the red wings game i was at someone pointed them out and these were just like random people coming up to me and being like oh my gosh like your thighs are so big or your thighs are so muscular like do you do gymnastics like asking what sport I play and stuff and honestly these types of comments have continued throughout my high school um after college college and even like literally two weeks ago um someone commented and was like oh my gosh like what is your workout routine? Like, I feel like you are so muscular. Your thighs are so muscular. And I was just like, okay. Um, so basically that never stopped. And just a side note, I feel like none of probably my listeners do this, but I don't understand like people's need to comment on like my body at all like I never understood that why like random dad would ask me that like maybe he didn't mean anything by it but like when I'm 12 years old and I'm already insecure about my thighs and then you're like pointing them out in front of other people that was like very I feel like damaging to me and now I'm like I don't it rolls off my back like I don't care but I feel like why I would never comment on someone else's body like In that way, I would never highlight a feature unless I was saying it looked good, which, like, muscular is good for some people, but at that age when I wanted it to just, like, have skinny legs, like, that was damaging, so I feel like you could, like... Saying it looks skinny could be also offensive if a guy is like trying to bulk up So like just in general avoiding the whole topic is probably better Just in my opinion because you never know what someone is like thinking about their own self and that can like perpetuate a certain behavior They've been doing or a certain thought pattern that they've been having about their own body so that's just a side note but that's kind of where my like body insecurities started i think it did get better in high school because i was getting pretty serious about soccer and i did cross country and i feel like i was honestly working out so much that it just did not matter like i needed to eat to fuel my body and i think not all athletes obviously a lot of athletes do struggle this as well but in some sports where you are just like working out so much like for example michael phelps he eats like whatever twelve thousand calories a day like everyone knows that fact because like the amount that you're burning like you have to fuel your body or else you won't be able to keep on training like that and that's kind of like how i was and i wasn't as worried about it but i obviously still thought about whatever my thighs i still tried to eat like decently healthy but i definitely like let myself just have pasta whenever and I got through like a little bit better relationship than I did in middle school. Okay, then when I moved on to college, I think this was like my worst time in terms of like my body insecurity and eating issues because my weight fluctuated a lot depending on how much I was going out or like exercising and I think it didn't really get super bad until my junior year spring break. I was over-exercising and I kind of like stopped eating to look skinny specifically for spring break because we were going to Miami and I think that was like the thought pattern of a bunch of girls and also just like the sorority culture in general, not my sorority specifically, but it was like... A lot of those girls are doing things to keep themselves like super skinny And i'm like obviously not in their sorority, but i'm surrounded by that culture and Just being in greek life was like a little bit Hard in that way, especially when you're living with like so many girls and Everyone's always talking about like their body their insecurities, which is fine Like they should be opening up about that But it can have an effect on you if you you yourself are going through it so I kind of went through phases after the spring break situation of just like doing well and eating and being fine like after spring break I just kind of went back to normal and then I would kind of go through a bad phase again of like thinking I was fat and like trying to be skinnier and I think I want to just like I don't know normalize this like I feel like a lot of people have these cycles and from people I've talked to It's not like an abnormal thing just for some days to just be like You're super confident other days. You're like I literally can't even look in the mirror and I feel like Honestly, I would be feeling good just in my own skin if I ate healthy and was like being social and just having fun And working hard at school and everything and just feeling like I was feeling my body but then I would see a picture of myself, just like I did on Facebook originally, but now it's like whatever on Instagram because I'm in college and or just like on my camera roll, someone would take a picture and I'd be like, oh my god, that's what I look like, and I that would like kind of send me into another cycle, and it wasn't like super super bad. I'm not trying to like be like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. Like it's just something that I thought about a lot and it consumed a lot of my thoughts when. There was, like, so much other stuff going on that I wish I had focused on because when you look back, that's, like, not the biggest, like, no one cares, like, exactly how much you weighed and stuff. It's just, um, you know, the relationships you made and what you used college for, for after college and everything. Um, So I'm not going to get into the details of how it was during the pandemic because that was kind of the worst of it. Um, but then, after that, I have been actively trying to improve my relationship with food exercise and my body since then, since that was, like, kind of, not like a rock bottom, but I was just really not having a good mindset around all three of those things. And so, since then, I feel like it's taken, like, over two years, but... I have gotten a lot better about everything and I am like so proud of myself for improving my relationship with all three of these things and so I wanted to tell you guys kind of what has worked for me in case that would work for you as well and just like discuss how I've improved everything. So my first thing is that I stopped forcing myself to do workouts that I didn't like I specifically in quarantine was forcing myself to do these HIIT workouts um high intensity interval training um by Sydney Cummings no shade to her or anything like they were good workouts but I hated them like so much and I would dread working out but I forced myself to work out every single day and do that workout because I was I don't know I feel like I needed to control something and I was, like, upset about the whole pandemic situation, and I think I was just, like, trying to find an out for that, but I literally have the shivers looking back because these workouts were just, like, too intense for me and too, like, jumping around all the time, and that does work for some people. I'm not gonna say, like, don't do that. Like, it it obviously works for some people, and that's great, but I just didn't enjoy it, and... I think if you're not enjoying it it's not sustainable like I eventually had to stop doing that because it was just awful and I think it was honestly just really hard on my body I would be like starving after those workouts and it just wasn't as healthy my mindset of like continuing to do however many rounds I forced myself to do like I was like six rounds seven rounds whatever and the workout would only be four rounds or something like I was just really pushing myself And eventually, I stopped doing these because they were just really not good for me, and I started lifting. Um, I really liked lifting for a while, and I got a lot of workouts from just, like, random people online, like on TikTok and stuff. And then, eventually, lifting didn't really work for me because I kind of dreaded going to the gym and lifting super heavy weights because I think that I was influenced by people like saying that lifting will make you more toned and like make you lose weight so then I went the lifting route before instead of the hit route and I was lifting these super heavy weights because I thought that's like what I had to do to like look my thinnest and I did I, I feel like I did look good but I just didn't enjoy it I dreaded picking up those super heavy weights and that wasn't really sustainable either Um, So then after that, I kind of started switching it up and doing lighter weights, more reps, running a lot more, and doing hot yoga. And that's like my current routine. I... We'll split it up where a few days i'll do lifting a couple days running and then hot yoga probably one day And that is what works for me now and i'm not going to say that's what works for me forever because I think you have to just listen to your body in that case and Just do what works for you and i've known that you guys have probably heard that advice before but Just like forcing yourself isn't sustainable and i've learned that I can change and I will change and I don't want to like Cling to like my workout routine right now because I it can always change at the drop of a hat And I just want to really listen to what's working for me at that moment And I think what people don't really say is that like once you establish a good routine It might not be good forever. So just like keep your eyes peeled for like any signs or changes that you want to make even depending on the season and stuff I think just being adaptable and just learning to do things that make you feel good and you know it is healthy to move your body and exercise every day but if you don't feel like moving that day and you're super sore like not forcing it is a really really important lesson that I had to learn and I also think that I actually deleted my tiktok in December of last year, but a lot of the TikTok, like, I guess this is my second tip. I deleted it because it was, like, unhealthy for me. Um, I was seeing a lot of, like, people's what I eat in a day and comparing what I ate in a day to them, and I was seeing a lot of people's workouts thinking that they were working out harder than me. I was seeing a lot of girls' bodies, like, getting jealous of them, and the whole thing, Like, half my feed was, like, funny videos, and then the other half was, like, these just, like, things having to do with working out and eating and all that, and I think part of me liked seeing them because I liked getting meal inspo and workout inspo and all that, but I think a bigger part of me needed to just shut out that noise and just listen to what I wanted to do because what worked for me isn't what is going to work for anyone else and just seeing people like flexing every day was not helping me in any way and I would much rather just fuel my relationships and it's not like shading anyone who likes to watch those videos but it's just recognizing when something is like maybe you like watching it but it also has a negative side to it so like just cutting it out would be the better thing or just monitoring it limiting it that kind of thing Um, My third thing is accepting that I actually need to work out most days for the mental benefits. I had said on a previous episode, I think in the fall, that my thorn was that I needed to work out every day or I would like not feel myself. And I was like just upset because I was like, I'm getting so exhausted of working out every day, but if I don't work out every day, it's like really hard for me to get through mentally. And I think that what I've like tried to do in the recent days is that like I need to just do a small workout in the morning no matter how small for my day to go better and I'm not gonna try to like get mad at myself or change that about myself like I would literally get mad at myself for not working out but then also not want to work out because I was so sore and then the whole day I'm like having this an internal dialogue and I think it's better to just be like okay most days Like, unless I'm super, super busy, I want to get at least, like, a 10-minute, whatever, walk or 10-minute jog or 20-minute core or just something quick if I don't have time and... I feel like I was beating myself for not being able to take a rest day But I think if it makes my day 10 times less stressful It's okay to always prioritize that and just make it work for my schedule because that is what makes me feel the best and What really helps my anxiety? so i'm gonna try to just accept that about myself and work in you know 10 minutes like normally Every day i'll have at least 10 minutes. So that has also made it A lot easier for me to just stop fighting with myself about that Um, the next thing is just to try to listen to my body with the food I want at the time that I want it I think it's actually harder in college because you don't have as much control if you're going to the dining hall or something or if you're going out to eat a lot or just like in general if you don't control your meals I think just being able to make my own food and listen to what I want has made the biggest difference for me trying to eat like healthy And I'm not even trying to eat healthy. I just feel like my body feels best when I eat healthy. Like, after a smoothie or something, I feel, like, energized for the day. After my eggs and avocado in the morning, I feel energized for the day. But if I have a huge brunch in the morning, I just don't, like, I have no energy to go on with my day. And that's fine sometimes because it's a Saturday and, like, that's okay. But... I just feel like when I can control when my meals are, when I'm full, I stop eating, and when I can just listen to what feels best, that is what works for me. Because honestly, it dictates so much of, not like my day, but... I really like feeling full and fueled for the day and I love food so much that it does make a difference when I'm not having like my normal foods and I feel like I'm just out of control and obviously on vacations that happens because you just don't have to have your normal routine and you have to just let yourself have a few days of just Like doing whatever you want to do and just like going with the flow, which is what I've been trying to do in California. But now that I'm back, I'm like just so excited to have my own meals to control what's going on and just to have like the sentiment that I can make what I want to make and just feel fueled throughout the day so I can like get my work done and everything. I also have dessert every night, and that has made a big difference for me, and I never, like, get mad at myself about dessert. I just let myself have it. Like, I love either, like, I'll have a cookie, banana and peanut butter, rice cake, like, just literally whatever. I'll have a brownie. I just realized that it makes my day better every day, and I, like, feel happy going to bed, as weird as it is. So, just, like, listening to what you need and, like, giving yourself that little treat, if you want to give yourself that treat, like, restricting is not sustainable, as, like, so many people know, and I'm not a dietitian; I'm just, like, saying my own experience, I also think, like, when I go out to eat, I try to not, like, you don't have to finish every morsel of food, because sometimes there's really big portions, and if there's really small portions, if you're still hungry, that's fine, too, just, like, not, you know, Conforming to whatever outside standard there is and just like listening to what's going on with your body will make you feel the best, I think. And yeah, that is the next thing. So now I want to talk a little bit about the size of clothes. So I feel like this I have to shout out Maggie McDonald because I watch her YouTube videos and she's um just this YouTuber from Boston. And she kind of had this journey in her own self that I watched through her YouTube where she just stopped getting clothes that were like honestly tight on her and she likes like baggy clothes and she's probably like really similar to my size and I like just following her because I see stuff that looks flattering on her body type, which we have similar. But she started just getting larges and extra larges and just like vibing with really baggy jeans and stuff and I was like why I would not get a large like I would judge myself if I got a large but it's not like your body changes if you get a large you know And you don't have to, like, be so fixated on which size things are because things are so, so just variable. Like, a four at one place will be an eight at another. So, I feel like just letting that go, like, no one is looking at the size of your clothes. No one's examining it. And I just see her, like, so confident wearing the baggy jeans and stuff and just, like, saying how comfortable she is and how much she's grown into her own skin. And she's, like, just confident. Like, yeah, I wear a large. Like, whatever. Who cares? Like, just being comfortable and so I've been inspired by that to just like not be as fixated on the size of clothes which has helped my body confidence too um just wanting to be comfortable and getting a little bit of looser things that I feel like fit my body better than something that I'm squeezing into um The last thing I wanted to say that I'm still struggling with, I don't want to, like, make it seem on this episode that I'm just, like, not struggling at all anymore and that I'm fine because that's not realistic or, like, relatable at all, probably. Um, I think what I'm still struggling with is pictures. So, this past weekend, there were so many cute pictures in California, but in, like, so many pictures where I really liked the way that I looked, but there was one, like, set of pictures where I just looked so, just bad, like, I don't even, I don't even want to say I looked bad, because that's, like, mean to myself, but I just feel like it was not a flattering angle, and I just hate seeing myself look, like, out of shape and stuff, um, which I think is normal, like, I don't know, it's normal to want to, like, look toned like that's fine but I think just beating myself up about it for days is not healthy and I know that's not healthy but I know that I was thinking about it for way too long and honestly beating myself up about it and there's just no need for that and because in my mind, I know that no picture is 100% like capturing what you look like, even if it's a really good picture or it's a really bad picture because it's not a video. Like you don't really see what you look like in the moment. It's just a random snapshot. And I think just remembering that it's just a random picture. You can delete it. You can let it go. I don't like really know advice on this because I definitely still struggle. And I am trying to remember that like nothing i see on social media as real life and a lot of pictures just are in a random moment and there's doctored pictures and stuff like that and i want to just feel like okay if there's a bad picture of me i can just like let it go and not let it bother me for days to come and so obviously there's like still things that i'm working on but for the most part i um just remember that in the grand scheme of things like life is not what like your body is not going to be important at the end of your life or like what you ate or like what pictures you took and post on social media like it's going to be about the relationships that you made and like the life that you built for yourself and it is so like the everyone says like it's the least interesting thing about you like there are so many more just like real things you can learn about someone besides like their body and what they eat and what they do for exercise like there's a lot more stuff to people and it's not really really important because it's so superficial in the grand scheme of things so I just try to remember that and honestly like I feel like the theme of this whole Rant, for lack of a better term, is just me trying to listen to what makes me feel the best because normally what makes you feel the best is healthy because your body has to function in a certain way and like you get energized by a lot of things that are going to fuel your body and your body craves things that are going to be like relatively healthy for you most of the time. So I think that's what I try to do and. Like intuitive eating is I guess what some people call it and I also like I guess intuitively exercise because I know I said I had those like you know normal scheduled things that I do each week but if I'm not feeling one type of exercise per week like I'll do something else like I'll just do I don't know incline walk instead of a run and if I wake up that morning and it's just not going to happen, I'll go back to bed, you know, so you can be intuitive about that just as you are intuitive about eating. And yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say on the topic. Thank you guys so much for listening. I know this was like very personal, but I hope you guys could still, you know, get something or relate um, in some way to this episode and I will see you guys next week. Love you so much. Thanks for listening.